So it just was like, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to get used to it. I don't know why, but you just have to get used to it. Like, I don't know if it's me or if, if I'm old or just like, I'm just not understanding. Maybe I'm old, but then again, it's older people that's older than me that's just getting it. And they fucking understand. I don't know if it's me. It's probably me. It's probably me and some kind of subconscious hate or like some kind of thing that like somebody out there just like just multiple people out there have just like been pushing my buttons and I've just been like, you know what? I just can't do it for the hate of you because like I actually hate human beings and like some of these human beings like I really want to fight because you fucking just are disgusting and horrible. But maybe it's me, but like... I I've taken up drinking again. I've I've started drinking again, and fuck it. I, I, I started drinking and I, I watched Dynamite and it blew up on me because I was drinking, and I just don't know if it's you people. I don't know if it's them people. I don't know if it's me people. But it's something. It's something. It's something. That's all I can say. It's fucking something. I don't know what it is. It's fucking something. And just fucking something. So, dynamite was a thing, and it was fucking something. But I swear to God, as soon as I open my mouth and say it was this, oh no, you're a fucking hater. You're fucking full of shit. You're a fucking asshole. Fuck, fuck. That's all I can say. Is fuck. But fuck it. We're gonna do this, and we're doing it. Fucking AEW, it started out with I don't even remember what it fucking started out with, but it started out with something, and it was it was it was okay, it was okay, it wasn't that bad, it wasn't that bad. Whatever it started out with, because you know why? Because I don't I don't remember it, so that's why it wasn't that bad. So yeah, it started out with something, wasn't that bad, and yeah, that's how things go. So I didn't get Darby, I didn't match. No, that was the thing that ended it. Why did you just skip all the way to the end? Now we got to pretend that we're all the way at the end when we started at the beginning. Okay. Listen, the... <laughs> no, no, you're not just going to skip to the end. Then you're going to miss all the vital parts, everything that happened during the stuff with the pinnacle, the stuff with the the the, the, the jerks, all of that stuff. It started out with Ricky Starks versus Hangman Page. No, uh, okay. Not even gonna lie, it was actually really, it was a really good match until Ricky injured himself. Oh yeah. And some brain dead morons go, "Oh, he injured his ribs, bitch! Then why the fuck was he hobbling? If if he injured his ribs, why the fuck would you? Why the fuck would somebody be hobbling if they injured their ribs? Oh, that's right, because your ribs help you walk. Fucking brain dead idiot." You're just a fucking So they have the match Ricky gets a little injured He tweaks his knee Or his ankle One of the two He continues the match Like he continues the match You can tell that he was He was a little fucked up But like It was a good match And Hook was out there And Hook looked like he just Okay I'm not gonna be that guy I'm not gonna be that guy But I'm gonna be that guy if you ever saw like the Godfather or one of those movies with the with the dudes that dress with the fucking 
white beaters in the fucking black jeans and they're fucking Italian and you know, like, how you doing? One of those guys. One of those wise guys, the young wise guys. He looks like Colosero from Bronx Tale. That's what, that's what fucking Hook looks like. Colosero from Bronx Tale. That's what he fucking looks like. He looks like one of those wise guys from the, one of those young wise guys from up uptown. You know, those guys. That's what Hook looks like. He looks like they just grabbed him straight out of the fucking 90s movies where it was just all about Italians. Like, hey, you, you're Hook. And that's what Hook looks like. So he's out there. He's second in Ricky Starks. It gets, like, Hangman beats him. Then it gets all wibbly wobbly, timey wimey because all of a sudden you see Team Taz, which is Brian Cage, come out. Then the Dark Order comes out to save Hangman. Hangman's pissed. But the whole time, like, JR has mentioned, like, 57 million 11 times that Hangman should be number one contender. Hangman should be number one contender. Hangman should be number one contender. And Tony Schiavone just goes, yeah, but he doesn't have the record. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He lost one match. What record? What are you talking? This record is so fucking irresponsible. It's just so fucking irresponsible. Came out and you look at the record, right? Mm-hmm. It said eleven and oh. No, it said one. He, he lost one match. He lost to Kenny. Remember? No, no. I know he lost to Kenny. I know that one hundred percent. But like, it said eleven and oh. So I don't know if they said it. No, no. It said ten. It said ten and one. It said ten and one. Okay. It said so that's like it said ten, No, it said ten and one. Okay. But, like, he wants, like, they're setting him up for the title shot, which we have been saying he's going to get the title shot, and he's going to take the belt from Kenny. But they're setting him up, but then, then like, Tony just undercuts him. was like, his record doesn't reflect that. What are you talking about? What are, what are you guys talking about? Like, what, what's happening here? But it's fine. It's fine. So then we see the most disgusting, vile bottom of the trash barrel like underground squirmy ninja turtle underlings type worst dressed people in the universe you see the elite (laughs) and I'm not they're fucking it's like they just try each week to get be the worst dressed people in the world they're like fuck it what can we find to be worst dressed oh this this is what we picked out and it's to the point where Kenny Omega, where people used to shit on how bad Kenny Omega like was dressed, which I have shit on on this podcast repeatedly. It's to the point now the Young Bucks have taken him over as the shittiest dressers in AEW. It's like, how the fuck? Yes, how the fuck did that work? Like, how the fuck did that work? That is so fucking ridiculous. Like, what the fuck was that? It looked like he was wearing a moomoo or something. He 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 wasn't wearing a mumu. He just was fucking dressed horribly with the most dumb, worst dress shit. And then his brother was no better. Like this is like the shittiest people. And then we have the next match, which is Penta M Zero with the fucking announcer guy, who is now his manager. It makes no sense to me. And I'm like, I'm going to say a name and I know his not his name, but like, this is the first name that popped in my hand. Like Eric Gargiulo. 
And like, <laughs> that's not his name, but that's the first name, Eric Gargiulo. So that's what I'm calling him. And if you guys don't know who Eric Gargiulo was, he was CZW, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he was a CZW announcer. So that's his name. That's going to be his name now because I don't know his name. I'm not going to go out of my way to think of his name. And dude, this seems like he seems like he fits as a swarmy, like, asshole. But like when you're hosting the pre-show with Tasha and then you're doing this Spanish commentary, I'm not looking at you like, oh, you're the swarmy asshole. You're you're a nice guy on both of those. It's like I can't get into your character when you're two different people. Like I can't do that. So it's like you're just playing a role. And I feel like he's doing that like by accident, you know. Like it was, it was, it, it was because like Penta's a bad guy and he has to be the bad guy for them, which makes no sense because it's like he has to translate when some big league person goes. Penta's so good, he doesn't need a translator. There's no reason to translate, even if he speaks Spanish. He's so good. Like, you can feel what he's saying and everybody will, will feel it. Well, obviously, Tony Khan doesn't think that way because they stuck him with an American mouthpiece. So you so you lose a point there, sir. <laughs> yes. So they come out and dude is talking about how Penta is going to do all this shit. And then they wind up fighting Trent, which is now how his name is pronounced. Trent. Because his name is Trent Question Mark. But it's no reason for that to happen because it's Trent Question Mark because he lost his last name. It's not supposed to be like Trent. But apparently that's how his name is. Whatever. Don't care. That never it, was a thing in New Japan, right? Never. Oh, okay. So he lost the Penta. And then we go to JR interviewing the Pinnacle. And they're talking about this. <laughs> this is so funny because, like, NJF is cutting like a really good promo. Wardlow cuts a really good promo, and <laughs> NJF is talking about all the people that Jericho like tried to put over, and it's like everybody you just said that he tried to put over was already established stars. Like, nobody, he, he didn't make anybody. Like, you're telling us that he made these people, and it's like, bro, everybody that you just named was already established stars. Everybody he wrestled was established stars before they got here. He did nothing for nobody. Like, it basically made him look like, oh, Jericho did nothing for nobody when he did nothing for nobody. Oh, okay, that's the thing. Like, like, it was crazy, and Wardlow called Jericho out for last week for messing up a line, because Jericho was like, yeah, he's got a dime store body with a million dollar brain, when it was supposed to be you have a million dollar body with a dime store brain. So Wardlow called him out for that, and LA, I mean, not LAX, FTR called out LAX. And like, you know, like everybody's basically taking their shots at whoever they were taking their shots at. Okay. Like it was like it was a pretty good thing. 
I was impressed with Wardlow though, because I, I thought he could do like the Jake Hager thing and not talk. Yeah, like they want Wardlow to be something, and so I don't see Wardlow as what they. When Wardlow was first introduced, he had like this big promo package. It was like, oh, this guy is gonna be big. He's gonna be massive. He's gonna be cool. And then like he rustles, and then he rustles in his gear, and it's like. You're not that big of a deal. Then he has a couple of matches, and it's like, damn, you're not really impressing me. You're not doing nothing to stand out. You don't have, like, you're not talking, and you're not eloquent, and you don't have the like vibe of that guy. Like, and I know, like, they want him to be like this big superstar and like this big Brock Lesnar type guy, and it's like. Warlow's not first off he's not as huge as you think he is like because he looks like he actually shrunk a little bit and then like he just doesn't have the vibe of that dude like maybe in like a couple years like he finds his like he finds his footing he finds his voice and he finds his character and he's like he falls into it then you could be like Yes, he's that guy. But right now, with like everybody talking about, damn, Wardle's good. Wardle's, Wardle's this. Wardle's that. It's like I don't see it. I don't see. It. I don't fucking see what you see with Wardlow. Probably has like some untapped potential, but it's untapped. You know, like yeah, he's not there yet. He's not a star yet. And I hope, I hope they do find the potential with him. Like. I'm not going to say I see him as that main eventer because, like I said, I critiqued him already. Like, I don't see him as that big monster that they want him to be. I see him being another big guy that can do stuff, but as far as the monster, no, I don't see it. Then we had the women's title match, which was Hikaru Shida versus... Hinora Kunti. Now, this was a this was a good match, not even a bad match, but like it was a good match, and I immediately saw after the match went off, and I even said this to Renegade. This was a good match, but I don't think this match was like the best match. Not not even the best women's match in AEW. Mm-hmm. Immediately my timeline lit up with oh my god this is the greatest match this is the greatest women's match oh my god this match was so good this was the best women's match in AEW matter of fact this was the best women's match of all like, all wrestling this year this was the best women's match this was this was that and it's like okay either I'm not seeing what you're seeing which is definitely not the thing or you're just seeing what you want to see out of rose colored glasses because it was a good match, yes, but there's been better. Like, I don't know what like what the thing was. I don't know. Maybe just a lot of people nutted really hard to watch fucking Tanara Conti wrestle, or like I don't know what it was. But it's just not. That's not a thing. Like, I'm. This match was not it. This match wasn't it to me. Like, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, she's good. Like, she's got way better than she did in WWE. Like, I give her all the praise. Like, she's actually really good. Like, and I'm not going to shit on her and say, 
oh, Tanara Conti sucks. Tanara Conti is really fucking good because her leaving WWE was the best thing for her. And it was, she's been really fucking good. And Hikaru Shida, when she wrestles, she can go. But I'm not going to sit there and tell you that this was like one of the best matches in AEW history or one of the best women's matches in AEW history. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not even going to tell you it's in the top five. Like the only the only way it gets into the top five is because of technicality. They haven't had five good matches. That's the only way it gets into the top five for me. Like nothing will beat Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Oh no. The the lights out match. And even their other match where they just went at it one on one. Nothing beats that. Nothing beats the Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa match. The Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose match. Like, mm-hmm. you're telling me that these matches, like, these matches are worse than this Tenari Conti match. Like, in my opinion, and like, I don't know if you agree with this, uh, um, uh, um, Shida versus Nyla Rose. That I said that. Good. I said oh, that. Okay. Oh, I, like, you said it quick. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Like it, like it just like I don't know. Like to me, it did not, it did not add up to that. It was a good match. I'm not saying it was a bad match. I'm not saying, oh, this match wasn't a good women's match. It was a good women's match. I enjoyed it, but it's not as good as everybody saying, oh, match of the year, match of the year, women's match of the year. Like no, no, it's not even a women's match of the year in AEW. No, you can't, you can't tell me that. No. Like don't don't give me that. I say that it's the best we've seen out of Conti though. I don't know. No. no. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna give you that because she had a match against I forgot it was a couple of weeks back. She had a match and she turned it up to the point where I'm looking at the match going, damn, she actually she actually improved a lot. She's really good. Like she's holding this match together by because I think it was a match against her versus Layla Hirsch or something like that. It was a it was, was a it singles match. That, it wasn't the one against Bunny because that like that was that was a trash match and that fell apart. And it was okay. like five seconds. Like she had a, like a real good competitive match and she was like selling and she was like she was putting in the work and I was like, oh shit, she's actually really good. And I thought that that was her best match. Like this was good, but like I don't think it was her best match. Oh. Like she's going to have better, but like I don't think this was her best match. I'm not saying it was bad. It was a real good match. It's just not the hype that every sticky hands person was saying that it did. It's overhyped, basically. Yeah, because like that's how it felt. No, no, you're right. You're right. And then after the match, we get what I've been waiting for for like. Fucking 365 days. I've been waiting for this. And nobody has fucking given it to me. This is what I've been waiting for. So after the match, after the match, Britt Baker's music hit. She walks out. So she she didn't even say anything. She said not one word. Fucking Jim Ross goes, I wonder why she's coming out here. So Britt just stops. She turns to the to the Titan Tron. Titan Tron comes up with the rankings. And it has the rankings. It has the current standings. 
with her under Tanara Conti. And because Tanara Conti lost, Britt Baker goes on top. So Britt Baker is number one contender, finally. And she just looks at Hikaru Shida and Hikaru Shida throws her, throws her cane at her and she runs off. But it's official now. Britt Baker, number one contender. That one scene was like fucking hilarious. So she threw it, she like a javelin and she ran. Yeah, she, she ran like a punk. That shit was funny. Yeah. Then we had Miro. Miro says, I signed this with this company because I want to be the best. I want to be the best. And I'm tired of waiting. So I'm going to get a title shot. Against who? I don't know. The title. I'm coming for a title. It's like, okay. Good for you. <laughs> That's the way I felt. That's the way I felt. Yes, it was like, good for you, finally. Then we had the inner circle talk about whatever they were talking about. Somebody said they were gonna somebody's gonna suck on a meat straw. Don't know how that turned out for people. And Santana Ortiz, right? They cut this promo about FTR. And they say, yo, FTR, you've been talking about all the tag teams, but you never mention us. Bitch, you've been in the inner circle so hard that they never separated you as a fucking tag team. So that's why FTR never fucking mentioned your name. Like, don't fucking come at FTR and say, oh, you only mentioned our name. Fucking the tag team division didn't even mention your fucking name because you've been in the inner circle so fucking hard. Like, don't even fucking give us that bullshit. Like, oh, now we're a tag team. Bitch, when they came out with the fucking rankings, the fucking rankings for the tag team championship, where the fuck was Pride and Powerful? Not on that, bitch. Mm-hmm. Y'all was in the fucking inner circle. Then y'all had that little fucking dumb piece of shit thing with, oh, who's the best tag team in the inner circle? And the fucking let sex guys win? And they fucking put, they buried the fucking Pride and Powerful? It was to the point Pride and Powerful wasn't even a fucking tag team. No, no the fucking uh, It was, um... MJF, because that was when MJF was in it. No, Lady Sex Gods was the tag team, too. They were the inner circle tag team. Okay. And also, it was Jake Hagar and Jericho. Never once was yep. the fucking... <laughs> was the never once was the powerful, and I've been pissed off about it, and then y'all come talk about y'all never called us out, because y'all are not a fucking tag team anymore. Y'all are a fucking group. That's what it is. So don't That's call out that bullshit. Don't call out that bullshit and act like, oh yeah, like don't they call us out. Bitch, the fuck like nobody wanted to call you out because you was part of a team. Like I've been saying this on this podcast for months. Why is Proud and Powerful not in the tag team division? Why are they not in the tag team division? Because they're part of a fucking inner circle. Now they want to act like they're some fucking hot shit as a tag team. No, bitch. No, bitch. No. Mm-hmm. They even yelled at me a few times about it. And I'm like, bitch, I don't know why the fuck they're not in tag team, like, title team. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that was the inner circle promo. Yeah. Then we had Billy Gunn, who literally, he comes out and his name is Billy Gunn. And I go, oh, here comes Billy Gunn. Wait, what the fuck? He, he can say Billy Gunn here? He literally I, said I, that. He literally said that. And I'm like, and, and we, Billy, like, wait, he's Billy Gunn. 
<laughs> like we both were thrown off. Because like he couldn't call himself Billy Gunn because Billy Gunn is a WWE trademark. Yeah. Like that's weird. That, that is so weird. For those that don't know, when he came in here, he was just Billy. So when mm-hmm. the gun club thing happened, they would paraphrase it Austin and Billy Gunn. So they yes. kind of got away with, with that. And then like when he was in fucking um Impact, he was either Kip James or Monty Sock. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't own that name, so I don't know how they got away with it. It's a way they got away with it somehow. Like I'm looking I don't at know how. everything. It's not a different spelling. It's completely it's Billy Gunn. So mm-hmm. and you look at the way he was dressed, like it's Billy Gunn. So yes. I don't know. So Billy Gunn took on QT Marshall, who had two of the members of the family. I don't know if it's a nightmare family. I don't know what they're called now. I'm just gonna call them family. They're in the factory. The family factory. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Don't care. So he had Nick Camarado and um what is his Allison Stone. That's not his name. Um, um Aaron Solo. Aaron Solo. Solo. Yes. So they're out there and this is the dumbest thing ever. And I know that this, like, this was a wrestling thing, but it was like so dumb. So Billy is on the outside fighting QT Marshall. These dumb motherfuckers, they push Billy right in front of both of his sons. Both of his sons just start whooping their ass and beat the shit out of them all the way to the back. So now it's a one-on-one. Billy is like, Billy is close to winning. Then stripper Gogo comes out and punches Billy. Billy loses. And then QT Marshall pulls out the wooden chair and the first thing pops in my mind. I'm not even joking. The first thing pops into my mind was 1991 Saturday night main event when Ted DiBiase bust, bust Dustin Rhodes open with a wooden chair and had him bleeding. And like, that's the first thing popped in my mind. And it's so funny because he's holding a wooden chair about to hit Billy and who of all people shows up? Dustin Rhodes. I was like, wow, that, that's kind of weird. And Dustin had a bull rope with him. So he starts beating up the, the factory family. And then Nick Camarado comes out and Dustin hits him with the wooden chair and it explodes. And he looks all scared and I'm like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen when you hit that big motherfucker with a wooden chair? Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> exactly. So then we get a backstage promo with the I Can't Dress Elite. And they're talking about, uh, they're talking about fucking Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And they hear somebody beeping a horn and they're like, who's that? Of course you know. It's Squirtle! No. It's Squirtle. <laughs> it was Eddie Kingston and Moxley with a car, so they drove it into the the side of this truck and they're getting ready. They just go in the truck and they start beating up the truck. Uh, nobody's in there. No elite is in there. And no one knows where the elite went. No one knows how they were in there, but... It was a pre-taped 
And basically, Eddie Kingston Moxley said, we're going to get you one day. And your little dog, too. So, yeah, that's the thing. And Moxley said, bitch at AF. Yeah. I had to point then that out Cordy. <laughs> we had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Christian Cage, which was a alright match. Mm-hmm. Christian won. So now Christian is moving up as number one contender for the title. And that's gonna happen soon. Very soon, yes. Yes. Then we had Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen, which was a really good match. They had Sting and Jungle Saurus out there. Jungle Saurus looked at Sting. Sting looked at Jungle Saurus. And they start fighting and they just go to the back and it's like, uh, who cares? Who gives a shit? Darbo beats Jungle Boy. And then he gets beat up by the Ego Check. That's what I'm calling on them, which is Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. They come out and they just start beating them down. And then the come out to help them is Lance Archer. So Lance Archer comes out and helps. Lance Archer gets beat down. But then here comes Sting and Jig the Snake Roberts at the end. And Ego Check runs off. So yeah. You know what I noticed though? And I didn't the think about it. Huh? What? The ego check ran off? What? That too. But Marco Stunt was nowhere to be seen. Do you want him to be seen? No, but like... Yeah, I don't like the kid. I'm just saying that right now. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird that you said that, but alright. What's going so, on? Yeah, that... So yeah, that that was AEW. So um, yeah. So everybody is talking about the um, AEW ratings and how AEW is going to slowly or possibly fastly start beating WWE and take Raw out, and they're gonna do Raw numbers. They're gonna do better numbers than Raw and they're going to beat Raw and there's no way to stop AEW because AEW is unstoppable and they're they're growing and now there's no NXT and they've been beating, they've been doing a million without even putting their big stars on. Like AEW is growing and they're growing and they're growing and I agree on something that was said. That's all. I agree on something. I agree on AEW's growing. It's growing in... I don't know if it's in popularity, but, like, they're growing in the ratings. They're growing in the ratings? They're growing in the ratings? But, like... I mean... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna say WWE fanboy and say, oh... They're not going to be Raw and SmackDown. I believe they will be Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I mean, not SmackDown. But they're going to be Raw. They're going to be Raw one day because Raw isn't going to be eh, as popping as normally. Like Raw, like Raw sucks. 
and Raw may go down to the level where AEW can beat it. That's that's a thing. 100%. It could it could be possible. I'm not saying that it won't, but it could be possible. Yeah, it could happen. So like yeah, I'm not saying it wouldn't, but it could happen. But I'm just saying, like, people are just like a little bit too quick to go, yeah, WWE's dead. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, uh, don't say that before you chickens. Like, don't count your chickens before they hatch. All I'm saying. Exactly. Like, and I know people just like, even when I say this, people are going to be like, what the fuck? The last time they were down bed, somehow somebody, some way, figured out something to do to get the win. So just remember that some random person in that company will find a way to get the win. I don't know how. Don't ever count WWE out. They're dangerous. Like when they're done and they lost, just say they're done and they lost, right? Don't anticipate mm-hmm. because if you sit there and anticipate, oh, they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose, they're gonna lose, they're not gonna lose. Yeah. Just sit back and chill, and you know if they lose, they lose. If they don't, they don't. Yeah, but like the thing is, like as far as like people just like anticipating the WWE downfall that's really stupid like mm-hmm. you should just be like alright we want AEW to succeed and be good end, end of story end of story not oh they're gonna beat WWE and they're gonna take WWE out it should be end of story I just want AEW to be really good and I want people to like AEW that's, that's what it should be instead of oh they're gonna kill WWE. Just, just stop. People don't learn by history. Like, if any of these companies die, any of them, it's bad for the wrestling business as a whole. Exactly, but like this, like I'm not even going by that point alone. I'm going by the fact that people are so absorbed with their want for one company to win and the other company to lose and it's like you're making like you're making this an idiot issue and that is just so dumb just dumb but like fan bases or fan bases whatever so let's get to the shit show that I wasn't drunk for (laughs) Monday night doesn't even deserve that. You know what show it is. It starts off with fucking Drew McEntry coming out and calling out MVP and saying, I know you hired Tabar and Mace. He's like, no, I didn't. You hired Tabar and Mace. No, I didn't. So Tabar and Mace attack Drew. Then they said, we're going to make Drew extinct. Okay, cool, whatever. Drew goes in the back and Drew goes, I want a match against him. Adam Pierce says, uh, you need a tag team partner. 
I'll be down about a charging partner. I just want a match. All right, fine. You you have a match. I don't know. Whatever. Then we had a rematch from last week for no reason. The Viking Raiders versus Cedric and Shelton. And of course, the Viking Raiders won again. So Randy is in the back. He's cutting a promo. Talk about he's going to go for the WWE Championship. But he gets interrupted by the bro. Bro interrupts him. He gets angry and he he tells Adam Pearce, I want to fight him. Who? I want to fight him. Who? You know, the little hippie, the high guy. Who? Everybody gets high. Who who are you trying to fight? You know, the one with the long hair. You're not narrowing anything down, Randy. I'm like, I'm not joking. This is literally Adam Pearce going, you're not narrowing anything down. He kept going. And and then he goes, "The, the guy with no feet. He's like, what? No shoes on his feet. Oh, you mean Matt Riddle. Okay, yeah, I'll give you a match. Like what the fuck? Like this is so. Randy had no idea what his name was or nothing. Nothing, not a fucking idea. Then we had Charlotte come out, and Charlotte said, "I deserve the title. I deserve to be in this match." I deserve this to fight Rhea Ripley. I deserve this. I deserve that. And she kept talking. And Rhea came out and was like, hey, listen, you really don't deserve shit. And then Asuka came out and Asuka was trying to talk and Charlotte kept cutting her off. Asuka kept trying to talk, Charlotte cut her off. Kept trying to talk, Charlotte cut her off. And then Asuka said, Asuka called her a bitch and she said she's going to beat her. And Rhea laughed and Charlotte was upset. So later I on, it's going to be... He laughed, I laughed. Because <laughs> it threw me off. Like, wait, you cursed. <laughs> yes. And then they had the main event later on. So then we had Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton. So they're having a match. And Randy goes for his regular power slam spot in the middle of the match. And he winds up hurting his arm. So Randy wrestled the next 10 minutes with his arm hurting and hanging down. But he did a good job. Yeah, so way to go, Randy. Really weird. Like, it was noticeable because he kept grabbing it, but... Mm-hmm. Yes. Then we had Seamus talk about... He was going to, like, he didn't want to wrestle tonight. Adam Pearce said, well, when John Cena had the U.S. title, he did open challenges. And Seamus goes, you know what, fella? I'm going to do the same thing. And he walks off. Like, okay. We have the Ravishing Glow versus Nia and Shayna. In, in the middle of the fucking match, middle of the fucking match, the Sexy Muscle Friends come out and they they show on screen all of the things that happen between them and Nia. And Nia gets mad and she just leaves. Shayna's in the ring and Shayna's like, dude, where are you going? And she just walks off and she's like, where are you going? And Shayna gets pinned by Ravishing Glow. I, I don't know why this is happening. Nobody can tell me why this is happening, but it's happening. And I'm fucking angry. Yes. You're, you're 
angry. I'm like dumbfounded. Like, I really don't care about shit, but like it, it's dumb. <laughs> yes. Then we have Ms. TV with Maurice and noticeably absent Morrison. So where's Morrison? Hmm. Frankly, so then, he probably didn't give a shit. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. But then Miz gets interrupted by Damian Priest. Damian Priest calls Miz out about last week and says he's going to beat him. And Maurice throws a glass into Damian's face, a glass of wine, not a whole glass. Damian Priest can't see. So that sets up a match for them later. Then we have the rock star Elias with his roadie Riker. And they're out there performing. And as soon as he strums his guitar, he hears a bass. Strums his guitar, he hears another bass. And then he does it again. And then he sees his Xavier Woods with a bass. And Xavier Woods is playing the bass during a match. At one point, he starts playing the Stone Cold theme. And Kofi starts doing the Stone Cold stomp. And he starts fucking him up. But... Good instruments, though. Yes. But, alas, he loses to Elias. That sucked. <laughs> so then we go back to Chatter Baby and we see Alexa on a swing and she's I'm swinging like, I just realized what the fuck you just said <laughs> she's swinging with her toy and her toy is right next to her and she's talking to us about all the things she wants to do to the girls how she wants to beat them tie them up torture them and do all these sweet, sweet things to these girls. And then she starts showing pictures. And she starts showing pictures of her when she was younger with her toy. And I felt very uncomfortable because they're showing her with her toy at a very young age. I felt like that shouldn't be shown on TV. Like, why would you show Alexa playing with her toys at a very young age. But her toy, Lily, was there the whole time. And her toy made her feel good. Her toy helped her come of age. And her toy brought all of the good things out of her. And now she's going to use Lily on all these other girls. And it's going to be so juicy so yeah that's the thing okay then we get an interview with the sexy muscle friends and Naya comes up and they run off like little rats <laughs> and Sarah goes Naya what are you do? before she can finish Shayna's like dude you left me what you left me dude what the fuck you left me we lost She's like, oh, wait, we lost? You fucking left me! And Shayna just fucking leaves. And then here comes Angel Garza. And he says, hey, when you're done playing with the little jump around dude, 
or your girlfriend, I'm here for you, mama. I like them big. He said something like that. He didn't say I like them big, but he said something like that. It, it, it was weird. That whole yes. Was weird. Yes. So then we had Mason Tabar versus Drew. So Drew's fighting with them. Drew's fighting with them. Drew's fighting with them. They wind up getting disqualified. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you hear the train come down the tracks. And here comes Braun Strowman. It wasn't Thomas? His tag. No, it wasn't Thomas the Tank Engine. It was Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, shit. So Braun and Drew become a tag team and they fight Mason Tabar. And all of a sudden, Drew just whips off Mason's mask and he calls him a bitch and he hits him with the, he hits him with the mask and he keeps hitting him and the ref disqualifies him. So Tabar gets in the ring and Braun does the same thing. He started beating him with the mask. So now Mason Tabar, they don't have masks anymore. So, and it's very odd because like, they look like Dio Madden and Domin Domin Donovic I don't I don't know why. They kind of look like those without the mask. Oh, weird. Oh well. Then we have Miz versus Punishment Martinez, aka Damian Priest, and Damian Priest beats him, which is really cool. Then Sheamus comes up. Yes. Then Seamus comes out and Seamus is like, I'm having an open challenge, better. He says, I'm having an open challenge. And this is like, okay, cool. And we're expecting somebody cool to come out. You know who comes out? You want to know? Humberto oh. mm-hmm. Carrillo. And he comes out and just gets like totally fucking destroyed. Like, I mean, like totally destroyed. Like he beats the living shit out of him. Like Man, from like, Yes, he just beats him and then he just puts the title on his face and said, You're never getting this title, fella. He's like, oh, oh, okay. But to his credit, he got into fucking shape, though, Carrillo. Like, I know mm-hmm. we've seen the backstage shit of him, but to see him actually in the ring, like, motherfucker jacked. Yes. So then we have Charlotte versus Asuka. And. They're going at it. They're going at it. It was a lot of botch moves. I'm sorry. It was a lot of botch moves. But they had they had a match. Oscar won, and it was like okay, Oscar won. And then you're like okay, but like, some like you're like something's gonna happen. Oscar won, but all of a sudden. Charlotte snaps right after the match. Charlotte beats up the referee. She throws him. It's like, oh shit. And then she just starts punching him, 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 punching him. And apparently, Charlotte is now suspended. Oh. Everybody's like, oh my God, she's getting punished. She's getting punished. She's punished. That pissed no. me off. Exactly. No, Charlotte is not punished. Charlotte is actually going to get something done on her teeth. Now, 
like I have to say this because I'm going to be the nice person. So, Charlotte is getting some work done on her teeth. Some person said a little bit too much about Charlotte getting work done. And she, she said that she's getting work done. She's trying to be a new version of her or some, like, something in the vein of, you know, the last time he said something about somebody's boobs and somebody lightening up and, like, getting, like, saying a little saying a little bit too much about a person and Charlotte went off on him was like hey stop stop talking about me and my body it's my body it's my choice like you're a creepy old man for saying this and that person just goes what did I do as always for some odd reason has no fucking clue saying knowing anything that he does wrong just like what did I do is this telling the truth no never sees what he does wrong but I mean it's gonna catch up to him one day like all of this is gonna catch up to him one day and it's gonna be funny when it catches up to him oh I can't wait to it catches up to him it's gonna catch up to him and he's, he's gonna like he's gonna feel some type of way when it catches up to him and it's like oh fuck like I'm, I'm not even like I'm not even gonna laugh because you did this to yourself pal you did this to yourself but the bad part is even then He's gonna be oblivious to what the fuck he did. So. Exactly. So, yeah. So after Raw, we had NXT, and Cool Kyle O'Reilly comes out, which that same person goes, "I don't know if this gimmick is going to fit Kyle." I don't know why WWE put him in this gimmick. This is so weird. Like I'm, I, I haven't seen him as a rest, singles wrestler before. But this gimmick, I don't know how this is going to work with him. This is going to have to, like, this is going to have to grow on me. So this person just like this is really random. Now, the the crazy part is, Kyle O'Reilly, like even I talked about his gear, and I was like. This is so because Kyle looked like one of these new millennial hippies, and it's like Kyle just looks like a millennial hippie, and I just like criticized his style because it was just that. And Kyle O'Reilly took to Instagram and was like, "Listen, I know that you people are like not super into fashion, but this is what I like. This is the stuff that I like. I actually got this shirt from my friend. This jean jacket is from some like from a thrift store." Like this is the stuff. That, this is the stuff that I wear. Like I'm sorry if you guys don't think this is cool, but this is this is me. This is how I dress. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And I just like I felt bad for a second, but then again, I was like, no, you still dress like a millennial. Like, you, like you could dress like a regular human, but you just dress like a millennial. Like it could be worse. You can have like crazy ass suits like fucking Seth Rollins. And actually wear no. Rollins. No, like we're not gonna t- talk about Seth Rollins and his cocaine habit. We're not talking about that. <laughs> so Seth Rollins, I mean, god damn it. Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly comes out and he's talking. 
and he's talking about he wants a title and he's trying to pick which title to go for and he just makes a pun and he just goes time he's like huh i guess i know what like what title i'm going for which cross so all of a sudden music hits is Cameron Grimes comes out Cameron Grimes is saying we should be a tag team and Kyle O'Reilly's talking and Kyle O'Reilly goes he's like you know what I need a new opponent for tonight so he's looking around and he's just looking and he's looking and he looks at Cameron Grimes and Cameron Grimes gets all scared he goes not you. We're going to be a tag team. Cameron Grimes goes, oh, okay, we're going to be a tag team. So Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> puts on his, he puts on his glasses and he looks and he's like, nope, it is you. And then he punches him in the face. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. It was. So then we see Saray come in and she's coming in and William Regal's going outside to, to say hi to her. But Zoe Stark just comes out and says, hey, I, I just wanted to say hi. and I want to wrestle you tonight. Saray goes, okay. So they're going to have a match later on tonight. So before we go to commercial, Eli Drake says, I have a commercial coming on right after this. But right now, you're going to let me talk to you. And he says he's going to talk to us. And he's talking about he's going to beat up Dexter Lumas. And then we go to commercial, and then we see the commercial with him and Ric Flair. But then we come back from commercial, and he's fighting Dexter Loomis. And him and Dexter Loomis are going at it. And then Indy Hartwell is outside. And Dexter Caesar, he gets attacked by, by Eli Drake. Then he beats up Eli Drake and throws him back in the ring. And he sees, he sees her, and she's looking at him. They're about to kiss. They're about to kiss. And then Eli attacks him again. He beats up Eli. He gets the win. And then at the end, he sees Indy Hartwell. They're close. And they're about to kiss. And away she goes because the away took her away. <laughs> <laughs> away took her away because they were in the way. Not yes. So then we had a backstage promo from Leon Ruff. And Leon Ruff says, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this. I'm going to beat you down. I'm going to get you swerved. Now, once again, I have to criticize these people because they're like, this makes no sense. This makes no sense for him to go after him. He lost clean to to swerve. He lost clean to swerve. There's no reason for Leon Ruff to do this. This is so stupid. WWE doesn't know what they're doing. Why are they booking this? If you go back with the whole Leon Ruff and swerve thing, the reason it's not over is because every time swerve got attacked, I mean, Leon got attacked by swerve. He kept getting attacked by swerve. Every time they had a match, he still lost, but he kept getting attacked. Leon is at the point where I've been beating, beating, beating. He's beat me in matches. He's beat me backstage. He's beat me. He's beat me. He's beat me. Fuck this. I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm going to put you out. I'm going to do everything in my power because it's not over. Because every time I think it's over, bam, you hit me. It's not over. You want to keep doing this? 
I'm going to do it to you. I don't care if I lost to you in a match. I'm going to beat you because you did it to me every time we had a match. Every backstage segment, you would beat me. Every, every, every time. So, yeah. Exactly. Now he's going to bully the bully. Yeah. Now, that's exactly what it is. That's 100% what it is. I don't see why people can't see that. Because these people can't see. And just like this next segment, which also made, made me mad. So it's Eo Shirai. She's talking to Beth Phoenix. And Beth Phoenix says, well, what's next for Eo? Eo says, I've been through a lot this year. And my body is beat up. And I'm going to take a break. The person goes, I don't know why she's so beat up. She's only had five matches this year. Say what now? That's exactly what they said. She's only had five matches this year. I don't know why she's so beat up. And the other person that's talking to him goes, well, she just had that very brutal match with Raquel Gonzalez. He goes, still, I don't see. She's only had five matches. Everybody else has like a bunch of matches. She's only had five matches this year. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure she had more than five matches this year. One. And two, you're not accounting for the whole year she spent busting her ass with no break. She's been champion for over 365 days. So you're telling me, so you're telling me that because she had the belt and she's been busting her ass that because she only had five matches this year, that means, oh, you can't be that beat up and you can't want to take time off. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. I want him to get in the right. I want him to get in the right. No. So she's talking to Beth and all of a sudden here comes Frankie Monet. She walks in with her dog Presley and she goes Beth she's like you're my hero. I've been watching you since I was a kid. She's only four years younger than Beth. (laughs) She's such an asshole. So she, she, she says something to EO and she basically challenges EO and she says I'm a dog person and EO stands up to her and says I'm a cat person and she leaves and EO did show her cat later on she has a black cat which is very cute well, that only I was going to cook- for a split second that she was going to beat up the dog Yes, you're the only one. <laughs> so the European guards come out, which is Brezongo. And I was wondering why they were dressed like that, but they fought against Grizzled Young Vets. And the Grizzled Young Vets wind up beating up Brezongo because, you know, Brezongo never wins. Except so then we have that one time, yeah. Then we have a backstage thing with the way, and they're talking, and. Bronson Wee comes up and he's talking about he wants to fight Johnny. And Austin Theory goes, like, yeah, the only way you can get to Johnny is if you get through me. Because I went to Mr. Regal and I said, if you beat me, then you get a shot at Johnny. And Johnny's like, dude, what the fuck? Wait, when did you talk to Mr. Regal? Like before this. I'm like, what the what? What is why? It, it, just, it was just so dumb. It was just so dumb. 
So then we had Cameron Grimes talking about he brought another NFT. And he's like, yeah, I brought this new NFT. And this is like, this is really good. And then he gets outbid by Ted DiBiase. So we're going to have what Renegade really wants. The Million Dollar Man versus the Billion Dollar Man. DiBiase. <laughs> they're in a fight over Virgil. No, they're not. <laughs> then we had Zoe Starks versus Saray. And it was a it was a good match, a solid match, a strong match. It was a really good match. Good match for Saray. Good match for Zoe too. Mm-hmm. And I then agree. after the match, that's my first time I've seen Saray. So like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm impressed with her already. So. so they hugged, and Saray said, "Good match." And Zoe's leaving while Saray is celebrating, and Zoe gets attacked. She gets attacked by Tony. So it's Tony time, people. She's back. Tony time. Then we get an interview with. Raquel Gonzalez in Dakota Kai. So they're having a little friction between each other and you can see it. And Raquel Gonzalez basically says she's going to take on Mercedes Martinez soon. So that's the thing. We have Kishida do an open challenge and Oni Lurkin accepts his challenge. And they had a hell of a match. They had a really good match. It was a banger. Mm-hmm. Kishida keeps the title. And then he gets jumped by Legado da Fantasma. All three of them come out and start beating his ass. And then MSK comes out. MSK. <laughs> MSK comes and he helps Kishida. So next week is going to be a six-man Legado da Fantasma versus MSK Kishida. <laughs> yes. So backstage we have Candace and Indy walking and Candace is chastising her like a mom. Indy sees Dexter Loomis and Candace walks up to the tag team champions, the women tag team champions, Ember, I mean Ember and Shotzi and go, We want a title shot. Shotzi goes, Who's we? Me and her. Candace turns around and was like, oh, man. So she she tries to throw a cup of water <laughs> in Ember's face. Ember grabs Candace and Shotzi and Ember pull, her, pull Candace into the locker room and beat the shit out of her. So then... Walk out of her. Yes. Then after the commercial break, they come back and she's in the locker room. Candace is in the locker room with the guys and they're looking at her like, are you okay? What happened? What happened? And Indy comes in and goes, I have the best moves. And they're like, what? I seen him. Like, but what about Candace? And then she goes, oh, is she okay? And then Indy says, just randomly, so I got us a tag team match. And Candace looks at her like, I hate you. But here's the funny part. Candace looks at her like, I hate you. But Johnny and Austin look at each other like, yes, we have a tag team title match. So yeah. they, 
like nobody knows who had the tag team title match. And then they just did the way things like, oh, way. It's like, but who won? Like, who got the tag team title match? At the same time, Johnny got kind of pissed off too, though. He was like, wait, he talked to Regal. You talked to Regal. Where the hell is Regal? <laughs> yes, that was funny. <laughs> so then we had Emporium come out and they fought my team. Everrise rules! And Everrise did not rule because they got beat up by Emporium. And then Emporium standing in the ring. Killing Dane comes out. Then here comes Drake Maverick and Killing Dane's like, chill, relax. Like, relax. I got this. I want to know where this is going. I really want to know where this is going. Probably like um, Drake Maverick joining them. Like, they're going to swerve you and make you think it's going to be um, Damo, but it's going to be Drake. I hope not. And then Kyle O'Reilly comes out for his match. And right before he gets out, we see Killian Dane. So Killian, I mean, not Killian Dane, Killer Cross. Killer Cross looks at him. He looks at the title. So yeah, that's the next few. So we had Cameron Grimes versus Kyle O'Reilly. Fucking another banger. And Wade Barrett officially says, yeah, Cameron Grimes is a billionaire because of GameStop. Like, oh, oh, oh okay, that's how that happened. <laughs> and Kyle O'Reilly gets the big win. So, yeah, that's the thing. So, MLW, fucking uh, Gino Medina finally takes a loss. He takes a loss to Rocky Romero. Rocky Marrero beats him. One, two, three in the middle of the ring. Sounds so random. <laughs> it is. It's very random. And also, what was really fucking... Which was really fucking random was TJP lost to Bocano Pico or whatever his name is. You know his name. You know, what is I, knew, I forgot it. Like, I forgot it. I knew it. We talked about it yesterday. I forgot it. David. <laughs> Contra. Contra. Contra Yumi. The, no, no, that's not his name. No, Contra. What is his name? That's the clue. Like, the fucking song. Babado. Babado. I think his name's Babado. Yes. Yes. So on NXT UK, we had fucking Eddie Dennis versus Joe Coffey. It ended when, like, the primate team comes out and Gallus comes out and, like, they start fighting. It winds up being a six-man next week, so that's a thing. Ilya Dragunov goes crazy again, and we're like, okay. Fucking Sam Gladwell. Sam fucking Gladwell beats Dave Mastiff. The big dude, he beats Dave Mastiff. Same okay. fucking Gladwell. <laughs> so we announced next week, Eva Valkyrie is going to take on um, Miko Satomura. Jenny beat up somebody. And that was good. 
and then we had the finisher, which was the return of Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain beat Samuel Shaw and Noam Dar. It was a it was a good tag team match, a really good tag team match. Fucking loved it. I know you was, but like seeing them together again was like, dude, this is actually pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. No, like, they're, they're fucking Yeah, they're like fucking miss those guys. Yeah. It just like it felt like they were gonna break up. So that that's yeah. And something got confirmed today. Okay. Well, not confirmed yet confirmed, but confirmed as in rumor confirmed. But it's a confirmed that, like, literally was confirmed on our WrestleMania episode that I confirmed. Because you asked me, you said, are fans coming back? I said, dude, fans aren't coming back to SummerSlam. Like, they will officially be back at SummerSlam. Yeah. He was like, okay. Well, today, today, here comes the breaking news. Oh, is looking to have fans back at SummerSlam. And it'll probably be in Texas or somewhere like that. I'm like, you know, I, I knew that. I reported on that like last week on, on a podcast and said, that's happening. <clears throat> I was like, okay, well, that's the thing. So, Daniel Bryan did an interview, right? Mm-hmm. he said I would do something 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 now here's why I said he would do something 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 because what he said was automatically by these different people go ha we're getting what we want you know what it was because he said, some, he said something and it, this is how this is how they took it. I'm interested in wrestling outside for other companies. Boom. Everybody's like, oh my God, he's going to wrestle in AEW. He's going to wrestle in this company. He's going to wrestle here. He's going to wrestle there. He's going to wrestle there. Now, I once again go, you smooth brain degenerate fucking idiots. How the fuck did you miss the last part of that sentence, he said, I want to wrestle. He was like, I want to wrestle for different companies and the WWE. He said that out of his fucking mouth in the interview. You can hear him say it. It's written down. It's literally right there. He said, and the WWE. Now, they, they, they bypassed that shit on purpose. Exactly, like you slice off the you slice off the very last part and go, he wants to wrestle here. He wants to wrestle here. He wants to wrestle. It's like he said this one, one, one little piece in WWE at the same time. He said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try to pull it off. He literally said that out of his mouth. He's going to try to do this. But what did everybody say? Oh, he wants to wrestle everywhere else. Oh, he's he's gonna wrestle in CMLO. Well, CMLO fucking sucks now, so that's the thing. It's like, dude, like you just said it fucking suck. Like, yeah, like I like I still want to go to the big show that they have down there, but it fucking sucks. Like, 
I don't know why he would go down to CMLL. He, he should go to AEW because, like, all the dream matches he can have in AEW. Dude, really? Like, re- like really? That Those are your words and that's what you... Okay, cool. Like, okay, cool. Some, like, some of the... Like, some of the stuff some people say out of their mouths is just fucking ridiculous. But, you know, you can't you can't stop them. You can't... You just have to deal with it. Like, but... Yeah, like I said, some of those people are going to get their come up in sometime, eventually. Yeah, someday. Someday. And, okay, so somebody actually called me out for this, and I have to laugh because... I was still technically right and you like you like you feel a little stupid when you find out how right I was so okay. podcast a couple weeks ago I was like yeah MLW is signing with Discovery Plus so MLW announced that they're doing a weekly Vice TV thing and everybody is like Oh, I thought you said they were going to be on Discovery Plus. Like you're such a liar. You're like you're an asshole. You're a fucking liar. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, I didn't lie. I'm like no, you fucking lied because Vice isn't Discovery Plus. You're an idiot. If you go on Discovery Plus, Vice, Vice, is, there. Vice is a channel on there too. So. I didn't lie. I just heard the overarching streaming part, not the underlined exact part. So, like, you keep, like, people keep calling me out for shit and then be like, you're wrong, you're wrong, and then realize, oh shit, you're actually right. But I can't tell you you're right because that makes us wrong and we don't want to be wrong. So, we don't want you to be right at the same time. We don't. Like we're conflicted here. We don't know what to do. Well, that's on you. Don't don't know what to do. That's your problem. Not mine. Because we're always right. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's perfectly fine. Like it's perfectly fine. You people do whatever you want to do. But like it's perfectly fine. But we're gonna do what we want to do, and we're going to go on and review SmackDown. So, SmackDown. What did you think of tonight's episode? It was okay. Kind of weird there towards the end. I got kind of confused, but yeah. It was okay. And it was okay. So, it actually started off kind of weird. Because it started off with Cesaro. And Cesaro came out and said, Roman, I want you. But before he finished, he got chased by the savior of misbehavior. Wait, no, that Corey's on the other show. Yeah, like I stopped for a second, like, wait, what? <laughs> Seth Rollins showed up. And Seth Rollins said, Hey, I'm gonna beat you, but then here comes the little dog. Main event, Jay Uso. Jay Uso comes out. And him and Seth are talking and they're threatening Cesaro and they surround the ring. Then Daniel Bryan comes out. 
then all of a sudden Daniel Bryan starts talking Daniel Bryan's like oh what's next Roman Reigns is gonna come out and then there's gonna be a three on two thing so Roman Reigns did come out but Roman said I'm not getting in the ring and he left and they went to commercial and all of a sudden just as soon as they come back from commercial Jay Uso's beating up Bryan and Seth Rollins is beating up Cesaro no like referees in the ring just standing there just trying to get control just fucking random madness it finally wound up getting control and it wound up being a tag team match weird as fuck weird as fuck the bell rang super weird five minutes later it felt like yeah like it just was so fucking weird and then it got to the the match was really good and then like towards the end Seth just left Jay Uso in the ring and of course Jay Uso lost but then Daniel Bryan cuts a promo talking about how good Cesaro is and Cesaro needs the title and Cesaro's great and Cesaro spinned Jay Uso trying to get Roman to come out Roman wouldn't come out spun him again wouldn't come out like okay well I guess he doesn't care about him yeah, that, that was a thing. <laughs> yes. So it's then we cut like back. Like a total forty times. Yeah. We cut backstage and we see Commissioner Pierce with co-commissioner Sonya Deville, and they're talking. And Apollo Cruz comes in and says, "I will not be defending my title against Big E tonight. Like he doesn't deserve a rematch." And Adam Pierce goes, "Well." Good news, you're not going to be defending against Big E tonight. What? Yeah, you're defending against Kevin Owens tonight. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah, that's how that went. <laughs> then we had Naya and Shayna come out with dun da da da. Reginald is back. But Naya. Naya fought Tamina. It was a pretty good match. And Tamina won because Reginald distracted Shayna and Shayna got drop kicked and tried to chase him down and Naya got distracted by that and she got pinned by Tamina. I don't understand why there's so much dissension with this tag team. Explain yeah, they, me. Explain me why. They're trying to make it like, too convoluted. They should, if they're going to break them up, just break them up. You know, don't go too much into it, you know? Like, they should have been lost for taking titles. If I don't want them to get broken up. No, but I'm saying, I don't either, but, like, if that's what they want to do, they should have been did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's so dumb. Then we had a backstage interview with Kevin Owens and he's talking about how he's going to win a title. But then Big E shows up. And Big E's like, but what about me? And they started going back and forth and they do this little jokey joke, laughy laugh thing. It's like, what the fuck is happening? We're friends. It's just, it was, it just got so weird. But like, they did this dumb friend thing. So 
then Kevin had the match against Apollo Crews. He's winning. And then all of a sudden, Sami Zayn comes out. Sami comes out for commentary. He's like Kevin's a little bit distracted, but not all the way distracted. He like he fucks with the referee by accident. And, you know, Captain Aziza shows up and right in the throat. Kevin's out of it. Then Kevin gets back up. He stuns Sammy. So, yeah, that was a thing. It, like that was pretty. That was pretty much most of the stuff that happened. Then we had a match. The match that you've all been waiting to see. The match that everybody paid good money to see. Want to know the match that is? What match is it? America Alpha versus the blue collar no, no damn wrong people American Alpha versus the the Dominic Brothers the Dominic Brothers what the fuck yeah the Dominic Brothers there was the Dominic Brothers and of course you know the Dominic Brothers won whoop de doo then we had a backstage thing that was really really funny because they're interviewing Bailey, and Bailey's like, "Hey, I'm like, I got my title match against Bianca, and I'm gonna beat her down." And Montez Ford comes in and says, "Hey, um, yeah." And she's like, "Yeah, what?" And he had this phone on speaker, and Bianca was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'll be there in a minute." Somehow she magically got here in a minute. It got in Bailey's face, and Bailey said, "You know, um, you and Sasha had this great match, and like, you deserve to be champion." And she walks off, and Bianca was like, "Maybe Bailey did change her ways. Maybe, maybe everything is going good." <laughs> but then, yes, Bailey comes back, and Bailey laughs at her. I was like, "What the fuck?" But yeah. That, that that was that was fucking hilarious. It was, and she left just like that too. Yes. And then we got the shocker. Well, not so much a shocker because if you know, you know. But it was a shocker for those who didn't know. Alistair Black video package. It's like, ooh, Alistair Black is back. So, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about Alistair Black being back? I'm glad about him being back, but, like, I don't know. The promo felt, felt weird for me. I need a few more. <laughs> okay. What was weird about the promo? What he said or the delivery or... First of all, I didn't understand anything he said, so I need to, like, rewatch it. I think I, I think I had to ask it, so I think it was partly my fault. <clears throat> Yes. And like, I don't know, like the whole storybook thing, like I need to rewatch it. Like it's on me. So yeah. So basically what he was talking about is the darkness that's inside of him and being a villain and how his dad took him to funerals and told him that everybody is evil and they needed to pay. And that's basically like the gist of what happened with him. And now he's back to make everybody pay who deserves to pay. 
for his troubles. You know what I mean? That's basically it. I got you. Hopefully they they put that on YouTube so I can rewatch it. But it is it's on YouTube currently. Your explanation, like I I get it. (laughs) Yes. So then we had the last part where Cesaro and Daniel Bryan are out in the ring and they're calling out Roman and they're like, come on. Like, accept the challenge. Accept the challenge. Accept the challenge. So Roman comes out. Roman says, you're not worth the challenge. He's like, oh, come on. He's like, Cesaro deserves a title. Then he challenges Daniel Bryan to a title match next week. But there's a catch. There's a weird little catch. You want to know what the weird catch is, people? What is it? If Daniel Bryan loses, Daniel Bryan can never be on SmackDown again. Mm, That's so sad and weird. And, I mean, hearing everything Daniel Bryan has been saying over the last you know, 24, 48 hours. I mean, that doesn't seem like a bad thing, does it? Does it? I feel like a bad no. thing at all. No, because Brian says he wants to work with other companies and WWE. So, we never know what that's going to lead into. It could lead into um, him showing up on NXT, maybe. You know, You never know. You never know what's going to happen. I'm yeah. Totally fine with that. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So, any news or anything you want to talk about? Um, nothing off the top of my head I could think of. I think we pretty much covered the news unless something popped off today. Oh, uh, you're trash. Like you're trash for that. Just like the trash that they sent to Mickey James' house. <laughs> well, it's not trash. It's that they put all of her stuff in the trash bag. And she posted it on social media. And everybody lost their shit. It's like, oh, WWE doesn't respect legends. Blah, blah, blah. And they went completely ape shit. So much so that WWE was like, listen, we apologize. That wasn't all our fault. That was Carano's fault. They fired Carano. They fired a bunch of other people. It was like, yeah, we made it right. We fired a bunch of people. Well, everybody's happy that they fired Carano. And like everybody's happy that Mickey got justice. And Mickey said, she clearly came out and was like, dude, this was not a shot at WWE. I wasn't doing this like to yell at WWE. I was doing it to yell at the person who did it. Not WWE. Like... You guys took it way too far. But I think WWE for doing what they did, but yeah. She really, like, didn't have no ill intent. She didn't want nobody to get fired. Yes. Mickey just and it's like, Yeah, but, like, a lot of people did want Carano to get fired. Like, he deserved it. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's been a thorn in everybody's side for a long time. And, like, once he got fired, there was, like, a lot of weird, random things about him. It was like, well, I mean, the guy's a dick. 
And if you even knew who he was, you'd be like, yeah, he's a dick. Like, totally a dick. But yeah, he, he kind of deserved that. Good riddance. Yes. And there's a couple more people, but like, they're like backstage people that like higher ups in the office who have been let go over that and other numerous reasons. But they're gone, gone. So it's not necessarily just this one incident, probably a couple, but this was like the last draw. Uh, no, 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 no. Like, from the way things are looking, it's like they're cleaning house for something. Like, this just doesn't feel normal. This doesn't feel like one of those, oh, we're firing a bunch of people over this incident. It's like the Corano thing. It was over this instance, even though he wrote on his Twitter in his bio, retired, question mark. Like, mm, yeah. And like, it's it's a lot of people that got released. This like, okay, this is too many releases and too many different departments to say that this is just a whole like controversy or something. Like to me, this feel this feels like this feels like either a changing of a guard or something in that similar vein. Okay. Like somebody, like somebody, either somebody in power is stepping up their game to a different level, or this is just this is just one of those things that people are getting fired. But it, like deep down inside, it feels like this is something of a changing of a guards. And it looks like something big is shaking up behind the scenes. Even though no, yeah, and even though no one has said anything, I kind of smell it because it's a like it's a lot of weird shakeups. It's like, hey, this person, this person, this person is gone for what reasons? No reasons involved. Just we're downsizing. We're you know, because we're in a pandemic and we're downside of the way. What do you mean you're down? What do you mean? Like, what, something's wrong with that. Like, it's just, it feels like something's off with these, these fires. And everybody's like, oh, it's just because of the Mickey James thing. I'm like, yeah, some of those that got fired is for the Mickey James thing, but something is happening and like nobody is saying anything. Like, but over the next few months, we'll find out what this means for everybody. Because yeah. this is just like I just feel like it's too fast, too quick. Just to just like I think it's like probably twenty people at the most that just got just got yeeted out of the fucking building. It's like what happened? Something like something is awry here. Yeah, for like the, people, you, you, right, that seems off. And, like, the last time, like, this happened, like, there was, like, a new changing of the guards at t- on the top. And, like, yes, Nick Khan just really took over as, like, the head of the CEO-type position of, like, the person who talks and does all of the moves and the money moves behind the scenes. He took over, but he took over a while ago. So it's like, okay, well, 
while well, when he took over, all of this should have got straightened out. Like when he took Marines, but now it's like this just feels off somehow. Like and I feel like and I feel like this Mickey James thing was part of the catalyst to say, Oh, we're also getting rid of these people too. It's like Dude, it's just something about this. It's something about this. Like, it's really, like, it's something about this. And, like, I can't figure it out, but, like, I have my finger on the pulse and, like, it's just something about this. Like, it, 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 oh, it'll, it'll come out very soon. It'll come out very soon. And I'm, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it had something to do with a big shakeup at the top. Like, I think it had something, like, I don't know. It just just feels, I don't know. But, yeah, that, that's the thing. Anything else? That, I was going to mm-hmm. say, whatever. Yeah, obviously a big deal. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big deal. But, like. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a little nervous and hesitating about this one. There's just something about this. There's just, it's not unnerving, but it's like, Gosh. It just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like I can't, I can't wait to see how this works out. Yeah, but yeah. Like that's been the biggest thing that happened in the last twenty four hours. Like, what else have you seen in the wrestling world? Huh? 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 Nothing. Me, nothing. Yeah. Actually, okay. like, set you up for that so you can call me trash and all that. I don't know why I knew you gonna call me that. <laughs> you did not. You did not. I know you, man. I know you. You took a wild guess and you were accidentally right. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we have nothing else to talk about? Nope. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, and NBs, this was the We Are Wrestling podcast. I am your host, Viral Viper, a.k.a. Viper Freeze, with my co-host. The Renegade Enigma. And there's nothing else to say but fuck this shit. <laughs>